0: You're listening to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. This show was created for entrepreneurs, business owners, marketers, and dreamers who want to learn from the experts of today and drastically shortcut their own success to build a business that supports their dream lifestyle. Since 2011, Tyler Jorgensen has been interviewing business thought leaders from around the world. A serial entrepreneur himself, Tyler also shares his personal insights into what's working in business today. Welcome to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio.
1: Welcome out to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. I am your host, Tyler Jorgensen. And today we get to talk to the candy man. Many of you have enjoyed Jelly Bellies. And today you get to talk to the founder and creator of the Jelly Belly, which is really cool, kind of weaves into my family story a little bit, which is so great to So please welcome out to the show, David Klein.
2: Hello, everybody. I am the candy man. Thank you for having <laughs> me on your show.
1: I'm excited that you're here, David. Tell us what's going on. For those of you that are not watching the show, you're listening on the radio or catching on the podcast, David is wearing a very ornate hat. David, tell us about this amazing hat.
2: I was in North Hollywood in 1976, and there was a very famous tailor there by the name of Nudie, N-U-D-I-E. I walked into his store. He's the one that did all of Elvis's costumes, anything in rhinestone, Glenn Campbell, anything. This man did. World famous. I walked in there, and I said, I'm going to need some clothes. And he said to me, son, Sears and Roebuck is about a mile and a half down on Laurel Canyon. My products are very expensive. I suggest you go to Sears to get your your clothes. I walked in wearing Kmart clothes. Maybe the total value was $15 between everything. And so he gave me the once over and he said, my product is too expensive for you. And I said, no, no. I'm going to be on the Mike Douglas show. And he said, you're going to be on the Mike Douglas show? I said, yeah, I'm going to be on the Mike Douglas show. He said, how are you going to be on the Mike Douglas show? I said, I'm the man who created, founded the Jelly Belly Jelly Beans. Uh, This was part of the outfit that he made for me. The whole outfit was $4,325.
1: That is not a small amount of money. To be dressed like uh, now Elvis is dressed like you, so um, that, that's so. Let's go back to. We're going to cover a few different things. We're going to talk about Spectrum Confections and what you guys are doing now, uh, okay. the treasure hunt you guys are working on. But let's good. let's start at the very beginning. Rumor has it that's a very good place to start. So, when was the first time where you realized that you are an entrepreneur?
2: I never really considered myself an entrepreneur.
1: Okay. So today, right now. So, okay. Let's look at it a different way.
2: When was the first time
1: you realized that you are a founder or a creator? Okay.
2: I knew my whole life that I would be in the candy business. Nobody in the family was in the candy business. I knew from the age of about seven that I was destined to be in the candy business. Because I love to eat candy.
1: (laughs) Which is an obvious path to law school. So that makes perfect sense why you went to law school. (laughs) (laughs) So walk us through this. I mean, you went went and got a law degree. You went to UCLA for your undergrad. And then all of a sudden, you're like, I'm going to start a jelly bean company. Yeah. How did this happen?
2: Okay. I was talking to a buddy of mine on the phone. It was a Thursday night at 810 at night. I was watching Happy Days in the background. And we used to talk about different businesses that could be started. At that time, I was in the wholesale nut business. I was supplying famous Amos with his pecans. And I said, you know what? What if I were to open up a store just selling jelly beans? And he said, anything else like jawbreakers, licorice ropes, anything like that? I said, no, it's gotta be special. It's gotta be just jelly beans. And he said, you know, that might work. But I realized if I were selling just jelly beans, it would have to be special jelly beans. And that's how Jelly Belly started. I contacted a company that was making jelly beans. I told them what I wanted. I wanted them to be miniature, I wanted them to be flavored on the inside as well as the outside. That was the whole clue. Is that the main two
1: differences between the jelly beans of old and the jelly belly is the size, which most of us know, and then the flavor on the in and the outside?
2: Yeah, that's one of the differences. Another one was, I was the first company to sell jelly beans in straight flavors. Mm -hmm. So if somebody wanted green apple and cherry, they could buy those for Christmas. They didn't have to buy an assortment and pick out the ones that they wanted.
1: It's amazing how something that we now, most people know, hey, I'm going to get jelly bellies or, or I'm going to mm-hmm. get jelly beans in specific flavors, right? That's now the normal. But I think a lot of people don't think of the candy industry, you know, or a specific type, like that niche of a product within the industry when they're thinking about business. What were some of the first obstacles that you hit when you were inventing this product? I mean, you can't, you found a contract manufacturer. You, you had, I had $800. So how did you get from $800 to success? That doesn't sound like an easy path.
2: No, because there were no credit cards back in 1976. By the way, one of the reasons I wanted to do straight flavors, if you sell a candy store, your product, and they say, give me 10 pounds, and all you have is assorted, you're only going to have one jar in that store. If you tell them, I don't sell it assorted, you have to buy the straight flavors, you're going to have six jars in that store. That makes sense. So I had $800. I wanted to open up a retail store, kind of hard to do on $800. Yep. I contacted one of my nut customers that I was selling almonds to. He had an ice cream parlor in Alhambra, 1824 West Main. And I said to him, Bob, I want that little corner. I will bring in a display case. And this is going to be my new product. It's going to be called Jelly Bellies. We're going to sell it for $2 a pound here. You get a dollar right off the top of every pound. He said, let's do it. So I went in there. Where can you open up in a store without any first last month's rent or any really considerable cost? That was how I started Jelly Bellies, right in his ice cream store.
1: So in in today, a lot of people will do that. They'll start with consignment sales. They'll start things like that as just a way to get started. How did you parlay? What was the next big step that you took to take from one store uh, in Alhambra into growing? Okay.
2: Next step was to call the Associated Press. I realized that I needed some publicity. I didn't want to call the local newspapers and call them. and I wanted to just call one place and have all the publicity taken care of. And in those days, Associated Press was huge. There was no internet. There was no, I mean, it's still huge. But in those days, I called them up. I talked to the editor of the business section because I wanted the article to appear in the business section. Mm -hmm. I didn't want it to be in the society section. And I said to him, I have the only jelly bean store in the world. And he said, that sounds very, very interesting. I said, would you like to come down and see it? He said, what are you doing on Sunday? I said, what time? He said, 10 o'clock. I said, I will be there. So I called all of my friends, a lot of my buddies. And I said, I've got a very important meeting on Sunday at 10 o'clock. Can you please be there and stand in line in front of my jelly bean (laughs) and pretend you're buying product? He said to me, it's 10, 15 in the morning on a Sunday. Is it always this busy? I said, you should really have see it when it's really busy.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
2: And that was it. It was in the Chicago Tribune. I got a call from Marshall Fields. They said, we have $20,000. We want to buy the product. I said, do you want to see it? He said, no, I want it before our competitors have it. And I said to him, I don't really have them. I was honest with him. I said, I don't really have the money to, I need you to pay for it in advance. Right. Said, we're Marshall Fields. We don't pay for anything in advance. But he said, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to walk your invoice through accounting. The day I get your product, I will send you a check that day. And he kept his word. So he wasn't owe, able
1: to prepay, but instead of like a net 30, net 90, he gave you a net zero. He paid on the day he got product.
2: Exactly. Exactly. That's great.
1: Yeah. And and for those of you that if you've never done uh, wholesale orders, right, a lot of times you're shipping product and not getting paid on it for a month, two, three months. And that's really hard, especially for a startup company. So that's a great way that you were able to work through that and get that handled. Now, this is 1975, 1976. Today, we're in 2020, you know, years later, and you're still in the candy business and you're innovating again. Now you're doing jelly beans that have CBD infused, right?
2: Correct. they what brought spectrum. you all
1: the way yeah what brought you all the way back around no, to this?
2: nothing ever stopped me from wanting to be in the jelly bean business <laughs> every single day that I woke up in the morning I said I need to get back in the jelly bean business now if you watch my documentary candyman the David Klein story which is available on our webpage spectrum confections you can watch it for free on there you will see how I really was not that anxious to sell to Jelly Belly. They called me up and they said, we're coming to town. And I said, I'll pick you up at the airport. They said, it's not really that kind of a meeting. Mm. And I said, what kind of a meeting is it, guys? They said, we're coming to town to buy your trademark and we're not gonna leave until we do. It was like selling your baby. I never wanted to sell. This is back in 1980? uh, 1980, correct. Wow.
1: And so let's take a leap a little bit from 1980 through uh, getting back now into Spectrum Confections. You know, you did some other things. You've launched some other products and you have been in the industry. What were some of the other projects or products that you did during that time?
2: I was the first person to create a sour licorice. And when, <laughs> no we, way. We, when we tasted it, everybody said, this is gonna be a fad. Nobody's this is not gonna be a longevity product. And we created the first sour gumball, the first sour licorice. We created, do you remember when you're too young to remember that when the yogurt stores were opening up on every block?
1: Frozen yogurt? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I owned a, fro- a frozen yogurt chain when I was younger.
2: Get out of here. What area was it in?
1: No, it was just a, it was, I owned a single store of a franchise called Hoagie Yogi in Southern okay. California.
2: Cool. We supplied penguins. Do you remember penguins? Yeah,
1: I remember penguins. Like down in San Diego, we had a penguins.
2: Yeah. Pe- we supplied penguins and uh, Heidi's frozen yogurt. Frozen yogurt. Yoser. We- <laughs> Yoser. Yes. Yes. We supplied them with all of their gourmet toppings.
1: Yeah. I, I remember the frozen yogurt craze really through the mid eighties.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We month. created Scrapple. We created all kinds of a unique yogurt until the yogurt market just one day you woke up and there was no yogurt market.
1: That was a fascinating thing. And it it's resurged, you know, with Pinkberry and guys like that coming oh, P- back.
2: Pink of yeah. course, Pinkberry did wonders for the for the yogurt industry.
1: Yeah. And then now all the all the make build your own and those guys are back. Man, that's really fascinating. So what's interesting is although most other people would consider you very entrepreneurial, you don't consider yourself that. Is it you're just a candy man? You just love creating candy love and being I love creating in that candy
2: and I love starting something from zero, even below zero and watching it grow. If that's an entrepreneur, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. Yep.
1: In my opinion, that is the core and truest definition of an entrepreneur. There's a very different stage once somebody, a business owner or an executive, that's a whole different stage. Somebody who can come up with an idea and turn that idea into reality, is at its core, in essence, an entrepreneur. And, and I think you've done that over and over again.
2: I have never done it thinking about how much money I'm gonna make. I do it to have fun, to create something from zero, to add something to the world, to make people happy. And if the money comes, the money comes.
1: That's really neat. What is one product that you thought was going to just change the world that just never really got momentum?
2: We're still working on that right now. We okay. have a product called Polar Popcorn. And the best, it's like a caramel corn coated with ice cream oh, man. and birthday cake. <laughs> and here's the thing. Wow. It's served at shelf stable uh-huh. where you can ship it without freezing it. Or you can the customer can put it in their freezer and serve it 25 minutes later. And it's so fantastic as a frozen dessert.
1: That's really cool. I you know, it's funny when people have those like unique combinations of food. I always say that. I always say popcorn on ice cream. And people are like, "What? Really?" And it's it's the coolest combination. It's really neat. Wow. So, tell us a little bit of like you've got so you've got Polar Popcorn. You've got a, um, some other products, you know, that you're working on right now through along with Spectrum Confections, right? So, tell us a little bit about like why you're getting into the CBD
2: space. We got into it about 16 months ago. Mhm. My wife fell down in Colorado. She was in a tremendous amount of pain. We went into one of those legal type stores there. I purchased a, an edible for her and it made her feel good immediately. It relieved the pain. On the way back to Florida, I said, we need to get into the CBD edible business.
1: So a similar thing, right? Where you just, you actually, you wanted, it was your core thing that you knew right? Your candy. Correct. And then something that you had seen a benefit and a way that it helped your personal life. That's pretty cool. Correct. Yeah. Now, are you going to have CBD popcorn?
2: Probably <laughs> not because it's too hard to, to get an accurate dosage. Our dosage yeah, on, our, <laughs> on our on our jelly bean are 10 milligrams each. And we don't want to just say to somebody, well, you got to eat a handful of it, of the popcorn. It's hard to say how much is in each kernel.
1: That makes a ton of sense. So. What else, I mean, you've got, your, your story's amazing. I, I encourage everyone to go check out Candyman, the David Klein story, check out Spectrum Confections. Tell us a little bit about the treasure hunt that you guys are working on.
2: The treasure hunt, I love new things. I love exciting things. We are gonna have a treasure hunt that's gonna outdo any treasure hunt that has ever been in history. And all the details are gonna be on LinkedIn very, very soon. We're working out the final details. You're gonna have fun, you're gonna. It's gonna be exciting, and who doesn't like a treasure hunt where they can find something and turn that into money?
1: Yeah, that's a, that. Most people like treasure hunts that are treasure.
2: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Ours is going to be totally different than anything else.
1: Cool. And is that all you're going to give us right now? Is there any other? That's uh, all sneak you're going to get right that's now. That's all we're going to get. <laughs>
2: uh, believe me, it's worth waiting for.
1: Okay. All right, so we will link, if you're on bizningerradio.com, you can see the link for the, uh, to David Klein's LinkedIn. But otherwise, you can look for him either under David Klein or Candyman on LinkedIn and, and follow him there so you can get details of that when that launches. So David, you know, again, we've kind of done the bookend. We've talked a little bit about the early days. We've talked about what you guys are working on right now. Since you don't identify yourself as an entrepreneur, let's talk just a little bit about how you're a creator. Any advice to people who are wanting to create something.
2: Where should they start? Go into any grocery store that has got a nice selection. Get a shopping cart so they don't wonder what you're doing in there. (laughs) And walk down the aisles. Walk down the aisles and stop at everything. And say to yourself, there's some peanut butter over there. What can I do to improve that peanut butter?
1: And that's it. Just look for that's things. It.
2: And so, then when, find when, somebody to make the product for you. Don't make it yourself.
1: So, when I uh, I speak every once in a while, and I, I was speaking at your alma mater about a year ago at UCLA. And story, we, I, was talking, I was talking on the subject of ideation, how to come up with, an, uh, with a new idea. And I said, just look for things that suck. Like in your daily life, that's if great. something just isn't great,
2: there's an make opportunity. It great. Yeah. Make it great. Yeah. You're right.
1: And then, so you're a big believer in contract manufacturing. Why?
2: First of all, let somebody make it. It's all set up for the health department and that's all set up for everything that they're going to need. And they have, they can probably have access to ingredients a lot lower than you could.
1: So got, the, all they all of the they, benefits from regulatory, from cost savings, from all of that.
2: Everything. They've got access to sugar by the truckload. Yeah. And so they can probably give you a price that's going to be very very close to what you can make yourself.
1: Yeah, when people get into manufacturing their own products, sometimes I think it's the old adage of penny wise and pound foolish. Yeah, you might be saving a few cents in your margin, but how many other, you know, pounds or nickels or dollars did you have to spend to save that penny? Right? You've got to hire more people, you've got to buy equipment and resources. There's a time where scaling at scale, it might make more sense for you to do that. But at startup, when most people are starting with 800 bucks, you got to keep as much as you can you know, in the company. So I'm yes. a big believer in that as well. Starting with contracts, starting keeping your risks diversified, keeping simple right, while you get started. So you can focus on the core product and the core business.
2: Exactly. The only problem is if it gets too big, your contract manufacturer might think that you're making more than they are. Mm -hmm. and they might want to take you over.
1: Yep. I've seen it happen for sure. So what are some other cool things happening in the candy industry right now?
2: The candy industry is just waiting for CBD to be more highly federally recognized by the FDA. And once that happens, you're going to see an explosion in, in the candy industry of CBD edible products.
1: Yep. That makes sense and and that's a kind of a venn diagram you look at the general trends and then what your niche and industry is and you can find a place where that overlays. and candy for you that's your niche that's your baby and uh, it makes sense that cbd is the next big uh, frontier for you in that
2: yeah i think
1: so what's a candy that you didn't create that you wish you did
2: i've always been fascinated what if you take carbon dioxide under pressure and that's how those things that the fizz the pist Oh, the fizz ones, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. That's
2: how, Pop Rocks was originally made by a division of General Foods of all people. Hmm. And they didn't know what to do with it. But I always wanted to get in on the Pop Rock action. Hmm. And the patent has expired, by the way.
1: Oh, interesting. So that's more people can do. It's one of the
2: few candies that can claim it's got technological advance and it can fall under a, you can get a patent on it.
1: Interesting. Maybe now's the time get into the, that auction.
2: <laughs> That's you fine. Ne- you, never, you never know.
1: All right. So we, we've learned about your hat. We've learned about the upcoming treasure hunt. We're, we've learned about Spectrum Confections. What's one other part of your, of your I'm going to keep calling it your entrepreneurial journey that you just think people really
2: need to know? I spent a great deal of my time helping people starting businesses. I enjoy doing that. I think in this world, you need to give something back to the world, and it's not always about I'll charge you two hundred dollars an hour or whatever. I love giving back to the world. I mean, I really enjoy it. And when they become successful, I enjoy their success.
1: Yeah, that's a big thing that I think more uh, more business people need to be able to be okay with, right? Like especially most niches are not fully mature and so to think that you have to compete for the same piece of pie is not understanding that the pie itself will grow if everyone works together right and so instead of competing for the small piece like everyone can grow there's a lot of opportunity out there and it, there's nothing wrong with celebrating other people's success in fact for me is a lot more enjoyable to look at it that direction
2: yeah me i agree we both are on the same page
1: yeah well look it's been great getting to know you a little bit david for me it, again Business is about creating the lifestyle that you want. You're still creating amazing things and doing really cool stuff. What's one item on your personal bucket list that you're going to accomplish in the next 12 months? Not candy related.
2: Not candy related. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but,
1: okay, okay treasure, it can be candy. Treasure,
2: treasure chest is not candy related.
1: Oh, okay. Well, there you go.
2: Okay, and so let's, uh... let's make it that.
1: <laughs> deal. So this big the big treasure hunt that you're working on that's uh, yes. that's bigger than just candy. That's a bigger thing.
2: It's going to be enormous. And, and if you would like once it gets going, I would love for you to interview me for that.
1: Okay, sounds good. Well, awesome. I think anybody looking to get started, you've given them some huge pieces of advice on how they can you know, look for new product ideas and some really wise wisdom on avoiding unnecessary costs at the beginning. I also loved your advice on how to get some great publicity, right? And how to really make sure that publicity goes a long way. I thought that was great. Any last words of wisdom as we close out?
2: I just want to wish everybody success and health. Just be happy and stay happy.
1: Awesome, everybody. That was David Klein of Spectrum Confections, the original and founder and inventor of the Jelly Belly, which I'm sure you've all enjoyed. And now it's your turn to go out and do something.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. What you didn't hear was one more very important question that Tyler asks each guest. If you want to be a fly on the wall when the real secrets are shared, go to bizninja.com slash VIP and get your access today. Remember to subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. And our one last favor, if this episode was meaningful to you, please share this podcast with a fellow entrepreneur so they can grow along with us. Biz Ninjas, it's your turn to go out and do something.